All right, I got another guest this week. The wickedly talented Emma Dorn joins me here in the shed. We talk about her life as a ma. We talk about how she got her start in comedy, some bad jobs she's had, and how she's been smoking since the age of 16. And then later on, we talk about RTE, the Tupperty scandal, and how they don't give you any money if you make a sketch show in Ireland. And she also explains later on how she sometimes prefers bad gigs to good gigs. It's a lot of fun. All of that and more on today's Tony Cantwell Shit Show. <laughs> Uh, Emma, thanks so much for coming into my shed. <laughs> thanks, this is lovely. What's your history of sheds? Did you have a, sh a hangout shed when you were a kid growing up? Oh, oh my God, that's such a good question. There was, uh, yes, there was one. Now, were they sheds? There was one in behind Raffarnham Shopping Centre. Oh, yeah. Kind of a makeshift thing. Yeah. I think it was given a name of some... It's kind of like a porn hub, uh, a porn hut no, in the woods. Kind well, of I, think, I think it was one of those things that the lads, it was the lads, you know, they yeah. owned up. But you'd go in to have a smoke. And I do remember one time, have, I think it was when I was smoking, when I, I couldn't, <laughs> I couldn't have the cigarette in my mouth while I lit it. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And I think then I'd progress to being able to light the cigarette in my mouth. Yeah. And then. Because you're a child. With yeah. No, with no depth perception. Like you start lighting it here. Like, oh no, hang on. <laughs> I don't want to get too close to my face. I think it was, that was the first time that I uh, lit the filter. Do you ever yeah, 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 yeah. I've smoked a full fag backwards. <laughs> <laughs> At a wedding or something. <laughs> you know. And it's not that different. <laughs> well, I, yeah, yeah. I, I didn't notice. The last time I did it was at <laughs> Ivy Gardens. <laughs> and, uh, oh my God, what's the comedian? Um, Alan Partridge is like wingman. Oh, um, oh, Tim Key. Yeah, he was there and a few others like cool yeah, UK. Cool. Yeah, 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 cool UK comics. And I was there smoking. <laughs> to say to me three times yeah like you need to stop that yeah <laughs> that's the wrong way around she's not listening she won't listen to me <laughs> do it in a poem tim key and i think you would have called i think yeah and the third time you probably called me love because yeah. this is like she's fucked she's yeah like, you need to stop this baby um, yeah you'd be seeing wild things in the in the green room of ivy gardens people have no idea i mean i won't spill the beans but <laughs> i like when there's fist fights yeah. you, I mean, got, you saw a fist fight yes Oh, I didn't see that. Oh, yeah, that was good. Well, was, was that between redacted and redacted? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, you know, maybe a punch thrown and missed and then a kind of a... Yeah. But still good. I mean, comedian standard good. Yeah, comedian standard Yeah, good. yeah. Like, kind of like grabbing, <laughs> you know, punching, <laughs> punching people's backs. You ever see like a fist fight in the green and punch, like, punch each other in the back? You never see that in a mixed martial arts fight, but it's always like, boom, and boom. You know, <laughs> that's the go-to move. Oh god, yeah, yeah, I think there was back punching. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I love that green room. Yeah, yeah it's yeah. good. It's good. Looking forward to it this year. Free drink, I think, yeah. is a major part yeah, of it. Yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah. I was um, there. I was there one time, and um, someone from Aiken was all like, "Tony, what's the crack? Look, I'll go over and I'll and I'll yeah. buy you a drink." Um, and then um, while he was at the bar, <laughs> Martin <laughs> Martin Angolo just literally like came up from out of the ground. He's like, "What's going on here?" He's like, oh, oh, do you want one as well? Oh, great, yeah, yeah. 
And then out of nowhere, Danny Ryan also just pops up like, <laughs> oh, um, and I'm saying to Aiken, you know, oh, can you make that three points now? Like, yeah. You know, yeah. Oh, God. But like, you'd see Martin coming from anywhere, but somehow he just like crept over. Like, What's going on here? He's such, a, he's such a quiet man. He is a quiet man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, he does kind of enter a room quietly. You wouldn't know he's there. Yeah. He's oh, a, I, I'm a bit I'm a bit of a sidler. Like when I used to work in an office, um, I had to like I'd be in early or whatever sometimes. And yeah. I'd, and somebody making a coffee. And, you know, some people are in that kind of like morning mode and they're locked in. They're just making a coffee, yeah. using a coffee machine or whatever. And they're locked in. And I'd be walking into the canteen and I already know in advance because of how quiet I walk. They're like, they're going to get fright now, you know. So yes. I'm in there and I'm like, <clears throat> you know, and then even still, this little one just turns around like, ah, oh, my God. And like, I don't know what I can do. I think I need to wear a collar, like a, like a cat. I do that thing, uh, and I've been told by numerous people that I'm quiet when I should be loud. Yeah. And I'm loud. So, like, get me in a library, and I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why. I have a problem. I'm constantly going on to, like, radio things, like, just whispering into fucking microphones yeah. all the time. That's <laughs> answering yes, no to questions. We're like, okay, great. Let's have another song. Uh, you're very good at comedy. You're, you're very good at doing. I'm trying. Uh, you're very good at doing live comedy, of course, and your your output is unbelievable when it comes to videos. Before I ask you about that, yes, yeah, were you? Is this the first job you have been good at, or have you been good at other jobs? Do you know what I think it is? Yeah, yeah I think it actually is because uh, I had loads of jobs, and now I wouldn't. Mm, I wouldn't be a take the piss person. No, dosser. I'm not a well. If there's dosing to be done, I'll be yeah, I'll be doing yeah, it. Yeah, but yeah. I don't want to. I'm not going to leave stuff for other people. But one of my bosses, he asked. He said to me, he said, "I can't tell. I can't believe he said this to me. He's like, I can't tell whether you're just interested or overwhelmed." You're <laughs> <laughs> just dead. You're just dead. That's so funny. Just that dead. must have required so much of him thinking. Of, you know, that, that, <laughs> yeah, like, there's yeah, so much yeah. thought that went into, I can't, I can't, I can't wrap my fucking head around this one. You know? Probably yeah. awake at night trying to figure out, figure yeah. you out. You know? Because he just say, are you, oh, like, is everything okay? And I was like, yeah. yeah. And it was, I think that was a job that I had nothing. So, have you ever been in this situation where you're in a job and there's nothing to do, yeah. but you don't want to tell anyone that you've nothing to do in case yeah. they give you stuff? Yeah. You know what I mean? It's a fine, it's a fine line. And actually that job in particular, that's when I started to like really get into comedy stuff or like researching about where you could go and do stand up and open mics. Mm. I'm not too bad in like a coffee shop pub kind of setting. Sure. I do take, well, not take it seriously, but I do want people to get their food and their drinks yeah. and all that. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, like. I used to work in this place. I talk about it in, on stage, but I used to work in this place, Timber Trove, and I worked there because I was I was at this weird place where I still really needed a job, but I was getting like first interviews and I wasn't getting second interviews. And mm-hmm. I'm total like spoof cakes. I can do an interview, yeah. and I was like, I think these people are googling me, and they're they're seeing I do stand up and they think oh, really? I'm not going to stick around in the job, which was true. Yeah, but I was yeah. like, I don't need them knowing this. So I got this job in this coffee shop and I remember I was like, that was a real motivation of like, I need to fucking do something. I'm in this. They don't even have me working on the floor. I'm working as a fucking kitchen porter. Oh, God. 
yeah oh god yeah and I'm like now I'll do this I need to get a job so I can get the next job I was like you know mm-hmm. I can't have a big gap on the CV and this fella I'm serving him I was getting like pancakes full breakfast the whole shebang and he was like and I'm like because you're in the kitchen and you're scrubbing or whatever you, like you look like shite yeah like pure yeah. shite do you have a hair now oh do I have hair now no because I wasn't even allowed to do with food okay do you right, know what I mean yeah yeah but every so often they would let me scurry out and pick up plates. Good, good for as you. A treat. <laughs> <laughs> this kind of goes, he goes, come here, you're the one to send videos with Jen Hatton. No way. And I'm like, and I'm tidying up there. Like, and I was like, yeah, yeah, that's me. He's like, he's like, no way. He's like, come here, get in a picture. And I'm like, I really don't want to get in a picture. Like, I know I look like a melting yeah. potato. And I, but I'm like, oh no, this is a nice thing. I was like, <laughs> uh, he wants to get a picture. And I'm like, oh no. I was like, oh, wait until I bring these plates back or whatever. And I was like, okay. And I can see the owls in, in the coffee shop going, what the fuck's going on yeah. there with that little shit? And anyway, he takes the picture and I swear to God, it just goes click. And then he goes, can we get more ketchup for the table? Oh my God. <laughs> and I was like, I have to figure this out. Yeah. It was so humiliating, oh, and then God. I think other people were like, "Why did he want to picture up yeah. And you're like, "Oh, I do comedy. What do you do?" <laughs> <laughs> anyway, can we get more? Get oh. more ketchup. Oh, that's great. So, like, yeah, loads of jobs. But I think as well another, not even just the comedy, but I think with having because I obviously didn't want a job, but I needed a job. I was constantly like trying to find jobs, like I. <laughs> I'd go on job study and I'd look for a job within five kilometers or less of my house. Do you know all this yeah, kind of thing? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but that's I like. I think there's enough. There's not enough. There's not enough jobs, or because work and culture is all about hustle and yeah. everyone tries to figure out. All right, well, as a company, why do we do it? and all that shit? Like there, there's so much buy-in to be part of like the family where you work these days. Yeah, it's so hard just to be like, can we just not call a spade a spade here? Like I'm here to get paid. So, like, all of my motivations are here just to get paid. Like, yeah. I don't want anything beyond the bare minimum, and I just want to be paid, and I'll do do the job, you know? Yeah, I don't want any pizza Fridays. Yeah. Just give me the tenor. Yeah. Just give me the <laughs> yeah. tenor. Yeah, or I've worked in places where you get in at nine, and, you know, like, on your first week or whatever, you like, you're making sure to, like, boom, get in at nine, and you're wearing, like, office clothes, you know, office clothes, and, like, you've washed your hair and all this shit, and you're like, well, I hope they like this week, because yeah. it's not going to be like this next week. But there's people in already. Yeah. And you're like, oh, fuck, one of yeah. these places. Yeah. And you're leaving and there's still people there. Yeah. And you feel like shaking them and just going, what? D- they would get rid of you in a heartbeat if they yeah. need to, you fucking idiots. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so this ketchup incident must have been that long ago. No, 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 no. Not that long ago at all. Uh, I'm trying to think now. Maybe four years ago? Wouldn't have been four years ago, would it? Maybe maybe five. Mm. So I had a, a different job during lockdown, which I started before lockdown. So I was six months then lockdown. I had pretty much the whole of lockdown-ish and then another job before that for like six, maybe a year, six months. Mm. So not that like, I had three kids, like I was, yeah, yeah it was pretty. And then. And they were small, small then. Yeah, they? so they were, I see, because I was trying to get the thing of like somewhere local that would kind of be handy or whatever. And then I remember it just wasn't going to work either because 
I asked for if I could like just go out the back because I was doing some phone interview on News Talk mm. and the atmosphere totally changed then because I think people were like, oh, we thought she was one of us and she's off doing right. other stuff. Okay, yeah, yeah. She's just using this as a stopgap. But like, I, I, what annoys me is the fact that people act like that isn't the case or that like yeah, and the a lot jobs of those have jobs. fucking high turnover for a reason that people yeah. move on, you know? But oh, the idea, yeah. like, this fucking illusion that, like, no, you're going to hear, you know, it does not get, like, boring for, like, middle managers to be like, you know, all right, well, look, you got to go, you got to go, you know, <laughs> like, every week, you know, just fucking, like, that's what it is. Be like, look, you'll be here for a while, hopefully you have a good time, hopefully, you know, you make some money, and, you know. I know, but you get sucked in. Because I remember when I quit, they're like, what's bank holiday weekend this weekend? And I was like, oh, no, well, like, I'll, I'll work that. Like, why the <laughs> fuck did I say that? <laughs> Oh, oh no, I wouldn't leave his. I wouldn't leave his oh hanging. Oh no, I wouldn't leave you hanging. Um, oh, fuck's sake! It is hard though when you have to just. You ever have it like to send one of those texts like where you quit something or you you cancel a plan and you just throw your phone across the room and you can't look at it. You know, I had to do one of those recently. Oh, cancel plans. Well, I had to cancel like an appearance on something. And okay. It was, a, it was a pure like very short notice. Like uh, I'm not. The, I'm email. not too bad. But, so you cancel like work things like come. Yeah. To, yeah. yeah. I'm not, I don't tend to do that. I don't do it often. I don't do that, but I do it with social things. Yeah. Like, okay, this is bad, but I've cancelled like on weddings. <laughs> and which notice? <laughs> we go. Jesus. That's, that's evil. I know. That is evil. That's great. And it would only but be just like, fucking amazed I did. And it would just be a case <laughs> of like, oh, stress me out because I'm going to have to bring the kids to me, mums. And, yeah, yeah. and it's, oh, it's you've a good that. Excuse, though, yeah. No, but it's not a real excuse. Do you know what I mean? It's just like, oh, fuck her. Come yes. No, I don't know. I feel with the kids like that. It's like, I put it, I put up with enough fucking stress that I feel like I've got a pretty good excuse. And I'm, uh, and yeah. maybe if it isn't a good enough excuse uh, with the kid, if it's something where like the kids, like it's actually a faff with the kids, so I will cancel. I don't feel, I don't feel that. Yeah, I do, I'm terrible at cancelling social events. Like I hope people know it's not that I don't love them, but I just sometimes I I do just want to sit on my phone and scroll mindlessly and vape. Yeah, yeah, do you know, just yeah, like yeah. TV blaring. Yeah, double phone, screening. Yeah, it's yeah. phone blaring. I I, I genuinely it. like and I, I like I really. Because there's a lot of, you know, there's so much shit talk about looking at your phone all the time, but sometimes they just sit there like, yeah. and kids are asleep. I'm just like, ah, just, this is a lot of shit. Watching like satisfying videos of watermelons being cut. I'm like, uh, yeah, you know, it's nice. It's nice. I can't, I do. Uh, Ella did say to me, she was doing an exam for college in her room. She was doing it online. And <laughs> she did come into me recently, like big head in her. And she's like, so can you use headphones or something like you're blaring TikToks? <laughs> I was so in the zone. I was probably do that thing. I'm wearing headphones, but I haven't realised they're not connected because yeah. I'm just so in the zone. Why is that louder? Just in a cloud of vapor. Yeah. Just like fuck's sake, will you just? I'm oh, sorry, sorry. Have you have you been uh, into nicotine since smoking in the shed up to now? Oh yeah, it's bad. It's bad. It's my one true. Like uh, uh, it's bad. So I started smoking when (laughs) this. Okay, me and a friend of mine, we broke the pledge. Oh yeah, yeah, broke the pledge. Let's break it because as well, my dad pissed me off at the time because I wanted to take it to sixteen. 
I said 16 in my mind to God. Yeah. And he was just like, no, close the fucking door. And I was like, fuck you. So we, me and this girl, we were, look at me not even naming her as if like I'm going to get into yeah, trouble no. now. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, we can bleep it. Yeah, yeah, keep it. Yeah. Isabel Brennan. Okay. <laughs> but I had, I think I had smoked before that like, because both my parents smoked. Mm. I had very easy access to cigarettes. My mom was more on top of how many she was smoking. She was suck of blue. Right. She wouldn't smoke a full pack a day. My dad was being h and he was just smoking up a storm. Yeah. He was like, I'd watch him, he'd have a smoke and there'd be a full end on it and he'd psh, fuck it away. Mm. He was just like, yeah. in fairness now, he was like a fucking cowboy with the smoke. He <laughs> yeah, was just yeah. like mad for them. <laughs> so I used to like have the odd dragon one in a, an ashtray just for the crack. Like, yeah. So we broke the pledge. That was a bit of crack. And she had a load of brothers. She had nine brothers, so she could go and nick. Not all of them smoked, but a good mm. few of them smoked. And so she could nick smokes very handy. And then I always said to her, I was like, I don't want to get addicted because I had started to see my mom trying to give up. And then gradually, when we got into first year, I started smoking. Uh, I was smoking for a while. And then this girl, Fiona Dempsey, says to me, we're walking through the boys' school one day. And she's like, it's a waste of smoke. You're not even inhaling. And I was mortified because I was able to exhale out of my nose. But indeed, mm. I was not inhaling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But I bet you look cool as fuck. <laughs> but I went home then. I went up to the attic in the house. I think my brother must have been doing the J1 or something. I kind of had like free reign of the attic. And I went up there and I taught myself how to inhale. Mm. And I still remember to this day the first time I inhaled. I thought I was going to fucking collapse. I was just like. That's <laughs> what she was talking about. I was like. I'm dizzy. I'm sweaty. Yeah. But yeah. I used to smoke everywhere. Smoke in my room. My mom went round to the topaz at the time to tell them to stop selling me smokes. Right. I yeah. was mad, like mad for the smokes. And I, when I was a kid. Was it 16 back then? Yeah, I was yeah. 16. So that meant any age, really. Yeah, because yeah, no 16 yeah. year old has ID. And it would kind of be a case of, ah, she looks old enough. Do you yeah, know what I mean? Yeah. Or sometimes what you might do is you might buy a lighter to make them think, oh, okay, she's the real deal. She's not. <laughs> she knows the accoutrement. Yeah, she's not, yeah. you know, cheaping out on matches or whatever. But I was smoking John Player Blue. Jesus. And I used to, I remember I used to come home from school. A lot of time I had to run upstairs straight into my bedroom to have a coughing fit into my pillow. You really put a lot into this. Like you really, you are a hard working, hard working smoker. <laughs> my mom said to me, she's like, Emma, she's like, she, she got to say like, Jesus Christ, if you're going to smoke, just not the John Player Blue. She's like, not the John, they'll just tear the lungs out of you. Yeah. Not the John Player Blue. So I was like, okay, so what'd you get, John? Silk cut silver? I know I couldn't. I couldn't do them. The ultras. Yeah. Laura Breen smoked them, and you'd ask for a smoke, and she'd give you an ultra. You just forgot for fuck's sake. What Laura. were the ones that had the kind of pinholes in them that you? That was ultra. That was ultras. And yeah. you'd have to, you could break it off then and have a, a small filter. Yeah. The blue did, but the ones on the ultras, the holes were really big, mm. and um. But yeah, like I was defo smoking in school. We had the boiler where we used to go out and smoke, the bush. I'd always have smokes, but the odd time, you know the way you had ends? Well, no, you'd afters, good mm. ends, ends, scabby last drags, hand pull. Yeah. <laughs> where you'd hold it for somebody at yeah. your cigarette yeah. while they're food. That's yeah. enough. <laughs> <laughs> and the girls who start smoking, what was it, like fourth or fifth year, we were just like, oh, these fucking blowings. Why did you bother starting now? <laughs> <laughs> That's what we used to say to them. Yeah. So, 
so bad. You used to say the arse of that. The arse yeah, of yeah, that. yeah, yeah. Oh, you took Darst it. Oh, yeah, you took Darst it, yeah. Sorry, that's my jump there, blue cough there. That's good. I remember. That, but I know what you mean when you say things as a kid and you don't know what they are. I used to call, <laughs> when I was young, I used to call my brother a rugby bugger. A rugby bugger? Yeah. And I'd be like, oh, no, you're rugger bugger. Rugger bugger. Okay. But I didn't know what that meant. I don't know what that means. That means somebody who plays rugby. Oh, yeah. Who is, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. But I didn't know that part of it. Yeah. I used to call people um, queer. I had no idea what yeah. it meant. I was like, That's oh, you're queer. I was like, oh, yeah, you're queer. You're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You'd know, you'd, you no. just didn't know. No, I actually think queer was one I used. Like, yeah. Flippantly, without knowing. Yeah. Like fun, it sounds like a fun word. Definitely. I thought queer. It was a bit weird. Weirdo. Weird. Weirdo. A weird. Yeah. yeah, that's what I. That's yeah. what my understanding of it was. Yeah. And then I think somebody took me aside when I was like 10 or something. And I was like, oh, oh okay. Yeah. And no idea. Oh, yeah. And so this was another slag. Yeah, maybe no. I'm trying to think. So people used to call each other slappers. Yeah, that was fine. But then people used to call people a capper. Yeah, yeah. And then people used to call people a slapper capper. Wow. <laughs> wow, that's a big one. <laughs> that's a big one. Yeah, it's great they don't anymore. <laughs> it's great they don't anymore. So yeah. you're basically saying you're a promiscuous, promiscuous person with learning disabilities. With learning disabilities. <laughs> Pretty loaded. It's like 11 year olds going yeah. around, oh, you're just a slapper capper. <laughs> but it doesn't mean anything. It just, it's just as like, no. what can I say now as big to deflect to move yeah, on? Yeah, yeah. Oh, no, no. Thing, it just, you, know? you didn't, you had no idea what you were saying. And no. looking, looking back then, of smoking at, at that age, like, yeah. were were you cooler? Like, were you fucking cooler? Because obviously everyone probably thought you were cooler being, because I know my wife, she's like, oh, you know, the cool girls would smoke by the thing, you know? Yeah, yeah, smoke yeah. Behind the, the shed or whatever, you know? But looking back, do you think, do you think you were fucking cooler? I think we kind of were, do you yeah, know what I mean? Yeah, you don't want to encourage. You don't want to encourage. Well, know? no, there was different degrees. There was the people who had the 20 boxes from a very young age. Yeah, wow. And you were just like, okay, that's hard, like, that's hardcore. Yeah. I suppose you were doing that thing though. You were constantly like dancing the line around like rules and stuff. So yeah, when you were a kid, the people who are the bigger risk takers are probably the cool people, aren't they? Mm, I think yeah. that's kind of what it is. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know what it is as an adult, but I don't know. But yeah, I think that's... But no, like there was plenty of... I'd say I was probably like in the middle. Mm. You know what I mean? There was still plenty of people that I was like trying to impress or like people who, if they said to me, oh, you leave some end on that. I'd be like, here, have a smoke. I yeah. absolutely have a smoke. Like, yeah. <laughs> That's pretty cool. <laughs> people who play sport now are cool. Like it's gone full circle, you know? Oh, I did play sport as well. You did? Yeah. That's very cool. That's very well-rounded. Like you got, you got the danger and you got the good. I was into, now I only played stuff in school. I was never in like clubs or anything, but I did really enjoy sport. But then like now when the sometimes in a girl's school, if they haven't got like a big history of sport and they see you're good at one thing or you like one thing, they try and sign you up into everything then. Mm. And it's great because you do get off school then for like a half day or whatever. 
and they got me to do cross country running and I'm not yeah. I'm a a sprinter or you know what I mean like middle I'm not like a long distance runner like the size of me like you just know by <laughs> yeah. looking at me yeah. and I went to cross country running and we never we didn't know how to like warm up or any like yeah oh, I'm not joking like this is true we 100% had a smoke before we did cross country <laughs> and I puked <laughs> we went to Santry yeah. and like our warm up was a smoke mm. so we weren't like yeah, you know the way and now they kids... just assume you would know how to do it? Like, was there any training or anything like that? I think they were just like, we're out here, we've, we're representing the school, we've shown up. Uh, I think that was kind That's of... Where it begins and ends. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but nobody, we never warmed up or anything. Like, they were, like, you know the way now when kids are into like, or like teenagers are into sport, they know about like nutrition and yeah. like going to the gym and all that kind of stuff. No, like I don't know if anyone who was doing that. Mm. The thing that we used to get freaked out about is when we'd go to Santry and we would go in like our O'Neills, and then the schools that had like the prop, the girls that were in run running clubs and stuff. We would know if we weren't getting through to the next round because <laughs> if you were in a race with the girls in the knicker shorts, <laughs> who had their own kit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're like oh snicker shorts snicker <laughs> shorts or they had the spikes you know like the runners oh yeah i think yeah, one person yeah. had spikes and we kind of would share them around or whatever but <laughs> like it's not that we were like like poverty we just weren't right we just weren't bothered we weren't that you yeah. know enough into it but um yeah the knicker shorts we were always just like oh fuck but it was a nice day out mm. so i did yeah i did like sport but i was never I'm trying to think now if i was ever in a club no, I wasn't in a club. My parents kind of left it. They, in fairness to them now, they weren't those kind of people that would like, well, they absolutely no interest in gap anyway. So they weren't yeah. gap parents, but they never like pushed anyone into doing anything. I think my brothers had to do piano for a little while when they were younger. And that was such a shit show. <laughs> I think they just hated it. Yeah. They were just like, uh, so I think from what then, a thing to force someone to do. Like, what a thing just to be like practice that being like I don't fucking hear what's good about it you know and the scales and the scales exactly yeah not good so I think then they were like no just leave it up to them if they want to do something they'll come to us Mm. I think the only outside thing I ever did outside of school was I I signed up to a a drama group right okay like I I actively pursued that I looked it up in the yellow pages and I said to my mom and dad, I want to do that. And the reason I wanted to do that one was because it was um, an agency as well. Oh. And a woman who used to be in Fair City ran it. So for me, I was like, this checks out. <laughs> really? So you had the eyes on the prize early on? Yeah, what I said was fifth year. Because mm. I knew other people in my school were acting. There was people going, it was like the factory and they were doing like hip hop dancing. And there was a girl, she was getting in ads. Yeah. And I was raging about that. I was okay. fucking jealous. And she had the thing of she was blonde, really cute. And she had a twin brother and he was in a cheese string ad. Oh. So I was like, they've got this thing sewn up. Fucking hell, yeah. Yeah. But I was like, if I could try, if I could try and get in on this action. So was it, was it, was it seeing their success that you were like, I want a piece of that? Or would there have been actors or people that you would like put up on your on your wall? Icons no, I think I had like. it. I think I had it in my head from a young age that that's what I wanted to do. But I just thought that's what everyone wanted to do. Yeah, I thought that. And I remember I had a. a it's like it's obvious. Look at them; they're there. That's Everyone's what we all want, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, because I, I remember I had a, a discussion, not just like a chat with my friend after. 
after secondary school, maybe we were in college and I was saying, oh, well, of course, like I always wanted to get into that stuff like, like yourself. She's like, no, I don't have some <laughs> interest. <laughs> Like yourself, was like, of course. But together. like we're doing all the like the messing in school and all yeah. and like having the laughs and doing silly dances and she's like, No, but I wouldn't not as a job, like yeah. not as a not devote my life to it, like yeah. that'd be fucking mad, wouldn't it? Like, yeah, I suppose so. Were you were you vocal to to people like your 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 parents that that's what you wanted to do? Did you want to get into the acting or no. silly dancing? No, not silly dancing, no. I told them about that drama group and they were like, Yeah, cool and I I did go and do it, but I never would have said to people or anyone else, like, that's what I want to do as an actual full time mm. pursuit or like I never would have gone to like finish school and done like gay school acting. I would have been just like, oh, get a fucking grip. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. even still, people who do that, I do think get a grip. Yeah, yeah I know. Yeah. <laughs> you have a real like... resistance to like when people like buy into the culture or something, you're like, fuck off, like, you know. Like I've been at things where like people have been given like a talk to introduce stuff at first and you're like, like, can we just do what we're here to do? Like you just don't, you don't like people like doing intros. You don't like people setting the kind of scenario. You're like, I'll do it. I'll do it on the day. And I've heard you say that many times. I'll be good on the, I'll do it on the day. <laughs> but like you do do it on the day and you do it very well on the day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you've never been one for like, you know, we need to muck in together and pull ourselves up by our boot, which actually makes sense that you're doing running off on your own. <laughs> makes sense you know when you're for sport. I don't know what it is I feel like if I buy into it too much I might um, go, disappear my own arse or something yeah, you know what I mean yeah. I don't know I feel I don't know what it is but I was very resistant to any I was I always just want to be like a non-conformist like I always I, okay, always, I yeah. never wanted to be part of a team like play team yeah. sports I never wanted to kind of you know like it was only till I got into my twenties and I ended up working in sales and I had an actual good boss to be like, oh, "Look, you're actually good at this and you, you add something." to oh, the Okay, team. so you and enjoyed then, it, did you? I en I enjoyed yeah. it when I got to that stage, you know. But before then, I would have been like, "No, I'm not going to be on any ladder," you know. I don't want to, you know, I don't want, I don't want to be at the bottom rung of any kind of team ladder. Or okay, like that, you know. I, so you didn't do team sports. I didn't do any sports. Okay. Always forget my PE gear. And I remember one time we had this Croatian kickboxer guy in transition year and I would have actually liked to do kickboxing but the yeah. habits were ingrained I didn't yes. I forgot my gear and it, had excuses it, every week it was too late know? now yeah to, it was yeah. too late to actually muck in you know and um, and I remember he was all like you don't have your gear okay you sit over there and then we were, they were, had people running around and he was like let's do a lap and look at the sissy girl <laughs> no the sissy girl let's go around one more time and have a look at the sissy girl Oh, were you sitting there on your own? And I was like, yeah, and there's someone else that like, you know. Oh, my gear. God. But, you know, I don't know. It's just when you're a kid and you're like, I kind of have this stubbornness thing down that even if I wanted to do yes. it now, I've kind of made my bed. You yeah. Know? You know, you kind of make these decisions when you're a kid. Like, no, I'm just not that person. You know, I'm just not like that. You know, I'm yes. not, not willing I I to think, change. Uh, do you know what? I know what you mean. I think early on I had decided that some of the people that I had met along the way that had been involved in drama schools, I didn't want to be one of those people. Yeah. I would have described, like, I would have thought that they were, like, snooty or, sure. yeah, snooty and kind of weird. Yeah. Do you know? Not cheese string and the twin brother and everything, cheese but, like... Oh, All right, cheese string! <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, in the fucking telly last night, cheese thing. Oh, flipping and all sorts. It was a great ad. Yeah. But um, I think I just didn't want to be one of those. I suppose I was, 
like why as a child was I concerned about being a lovey I think it was like yeah. I didn't want to be a lovey that yeah. I wanted to be still like no no like grounded in some sort of reality yeah. I don't know I think it's because I never wanted to fully embrace it because here we are this here is we it. are yeah Never wanted to fully embrace it because I never thought I'd be fully a part of it. Yeah. Always had mm. to be ready to like step back into like a shit job. Yeah, that totally resonates with me. You know? Yeah. yeah. And it's weird the things that you kind of, it's weird the kind of psychology that you only unpack as an adult sometimes when you kind of see it yeah. in other people. But like, I would have been like, that's a group I would like to be in. Oh, they probably would think I'm shit. I yeah. now I now I'm convinced they think I'm shit. Well, do you know what I think they're shit? Yes. And now I dislike them. You know, and and you don't really analyze these things. You just keep building on your kind of rule set for life. Yeah. Uh, you know, like well, that's because of that, and that's because of that, and then you actually look at the foundations and being like, oh no, I should have just joined the club. <laughs> it should just probably well, well. would have been really nice, you know, just because they had something that I didn't try for, you know. <laughs> so like I, I even had this bad attitude with RTE recently. I was driving oh, by yeah. driving by Montrose, uh, and. Uh, and I, fl- I flipped off RTE. <laughs> this is before the tub shit. And I flipped off RTE. And my wife was like, why'd you do that? And I was like, oh, I don't know. I just haven't made that with them yet. And she was like, but you've, you've never like put a proposal together. <laughs> like you've never like presented anything yeah. to them, you know? And I'm like, oh yeah. I know, it's But funny, I was buying it? into this kind yeah. of, you know. And as well, like you, when you think of like Orchie or those kind of places, you just think of it as this big thing, not like all the individual components involved in that thing. Or yeah. like yeah. Yeah. You just picture D Forbes with like, you know, a, a, a green stamp and a, a red stamp. Like, yeah. Oh, can't wait. Uh-huh. oh, yeah. I'd have it in my head about certain like uh, clubs or people or whatever. That, But it's basically I've gotten a sniff. I think that they're not into what I'm selling or whatever. Sure. And then I'm staying with it, whatever. Yeah. yeah. So. Yeah. I think, I think it's just it's I mean this will have come out a few weeks after you know so I don't know what the current state of, it, of the situation oh, yeah. is this is just within the recording this within the week of everything kind of coming out but I don't know I think um, I think what they have what they've had to do is they're see this this see actually this would make it very interesting because the whole yeah. story has been their hemorrhaging money that they're, they're they don't yes. have any money there's no money for anything they have to sell mm. land you know to make money you know and uh, and so I've kind of bought that rhetoric as to why the shows are the way they are and why comedy yeah. is the way it is because they have to go with reality TV because that's proven to work with the core demographic which yeah. is a bit older than, than us you know the late late show audience which is older than us and they have to ma- maintain those kind of Ireland's own buying you know yeah. uh, you know rural kind of Ireland but like I, the fact that they did have this money you know that they they were they could if they wanted to find the money yeah you know, oh, and yeah. then give it to just the avenues and then they were like well i think people will kick off so we'll keep that a secret you know it does it does wind you up but i kind of had bought into this idea like oh the way it is is like i kind of have sympathy for them because they don't have the money to make comedy you know oh yeah they, they wish they, they could the do the stuff they, yeah they don't, have the, they don't have the comedy to kind of break the cycle that's existing and that's working at the moment but yeah like, you know dermot bannon works for them you know um fits family <laughs> you know works for them you know um, don't get paid to do the celebrity one you don't get paid don't get paid what was your charity my charity was canteen because my friend had been involved in with canteen so i was like okay i'll pick that but like it's funny people i remember someone said to me oh um you know, do, doing those telly bits now, you're, you're going to have to make sure you have all your ducks in a row when it comes to your own money. And I was like, you don't get paid to go on the Late Late. You don't get paid to go on Ireland's yeah, Family. Yeah. I was like, people think that when you do something on RTE as a 
as a spec, like as one of the, like as do me or get, you. Do you not get paid to be on the Lately? No. You don't get paid to be a guest on the Lately? No. I suppose you were promoting your tour. Yeah. So where's Yeah. That's so expensive. It's <laughs> such an expensive show. So no No, you can paid. get it you can get a lift. <laughs> I'm just total transparency. Yeah, Virgin don't give you a lift. Virgin don't give you Virgin a lift. Don't, but they might give you Well they might the odd time. I've no Oh, I did once. I think when I was, d- I was like, "Well, I'm doing this I other thing." Once. I did get one once. You know, you know, I was coming from town or something. I was coming. I pretty much. I think I got, they ordered me a taxi, and then I, I paid with the taxi pretty much with exactly the amount of money I was got. I can't. I, be, yeah, I. But I, actually, I'm not sure if they got it because it was a PR thing for a festival, so they right. might have actually covered it. Mm. But it, I, yeah, it's infuriating when you think that there's all these people at the top getting all this big cash. Mm. And I'm sure there's other people, there's going to be other people who aren't, you know, household names or whatever. And we're going to see like, oh, fucking Mikko Bollocks was on this. Like, what the fuck's going on there? Poor Mikko Bollocks. (laughs) But these people on the, what was it, on the board of executives saying, oh, like, we didn't know. It's like, that's not an excuse. Like, how could you not have known? The fact that you don't know is probably even worse than knowing. But like, it was a scheme. It was a scheme created that would have had to have a lot of people you know involved in it and um i mean i've seen people i heard on the radio today someone saying you know oh, rte is a very well-run organization you know and, and i worry now people are going to come for rte and try and rapidly change you know thing but i think that's what's fucking necessary yeah you, know? you were saying it like no we shouldn't try and change everything about it i don't think they should be defunded i still think people should pay their license fee you know um even I though s- i've been evasive <laughs> previous years you know they don't wear suits anymore and make it very fucking hard for you you know <laughs> And they're like, hey, when'd you move in? Uh, <laughs> you know. Ah, yeah, you just moved yeah. in. No yeah. one, yeah, 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 just, yeah moved I just moved in. Just moved in. Yeah. I'm still saying that. That's a few years, <laughs> but I do feel sorry for like the researchers and stuff, and oh, yeah. you know, because they're the people that really keep the shows going. Anyway, or, like the the toy show, right? Yeah. Like, when people want to talk about what the reality of TV and film is, it's people in their car that's a bit bigger than the other cars with all the fucking props in the back seat picking them up from some kip at 11 o'clock at night and yeah like, like these people are getting they're not getting paid for the extra hours but they have they know that they're prop masters and they have to have the props in like that's yeah. the reality and that's exactly where that money should, should be going like the reality of tv is you know completely underpaid freelancers yes with their car full of shite like yeah. that is what the actual backbone of yes TV and, and 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 film is in ireland you know and there's everyone is in it because they have to be 100% committed passionate whatever about it like there's no one in any of those kind of jobs that's like I don't know like mm. I'm just not really into this like they have to be into it yeah because to to do it and I'm like for the shit money yeah yeah what the fuck actually <laughs> I'm so annoyed it's so annoying like, yeah the more yeah I think about it and I the know more it unravels you know and I did say this you know I won't you know but uh, you know, Peter brought it up on Twitter and I brought it up on the podcast recently. You know, me and him were asked to do No Worries If Not yes. to, to do one sketch. And it was 200 euro, you yeah. know, to, to write and, and to, to, to star in that. And I but like, and I, I have no issue with the producers of the show or anything like that. Yeah. But just the budget they were allocated to get the talent that they did, you know, and, and this whole argument that Ryan Tuberty was someone that we could have lost to the UK if they didn't match that salary. Like, what about every single person in that show who came with their own audience, you know, yeah. even you guys, and promoted it yourselves, you know? Yeah. Um, and I don't know what you guys were paid, but, you know, 
I know. See, I could say, because I did say it to you, mm. but then I'm like, I don't want to say it because I know no, everyone don't. got the same. Yeah. So in case other people don't want it out there. But if you see me on the street, I'll fucking tell you. <laughs> but there was so, it was so um, small budget. Like we, there was like, I, I like most of the clothes I had were my own clothes. I bought in rakes of clothes. Yeah. I think we had makeup when we had like a zombie thing where we we're like kind of made up, you know, like, it was like Halloween-y kind of, but like all the other days you're doing your own makeup and your own hair. Yeah. Um, And like I noticed some people are like, yeah, well, it's not fucking grand for you. But like usually when you're filming something, someone else is doing your hair and your makeup and you're looking over your script and yeah. we all wrote most of the scripts as well. Yeah. So there was just like, you have a car full of fucking clothes. I'm bringing my fucking hair straightener because I know I'm going to have to do my hair and you know what I mean? Like, yeah. so like all, and they're like real full days. So they're all extra full because you're doing so much. But then like, we were all happy to do it because yeah. we wanted to be able to do something. And I mean, if you put, put down the time put in and I'm not even talking about the extra time of like travels and all that kind of stuff. I don't think because we had like writing sessions and whatever, I don't think it probably would have been, I don't think it would have been minimum wage. And mm -hmm. like, we all knew that at the time, but we're like, yeah, no, yeah. we want to, we want to go into this. And we just wanted the, you know, we were excited to have the opportunity to make something. Mm -hmm. And I stand by that. But when you see uh, all of this stuff now, you're just kind of going like, what the fuck? But like if there had been a scheme, to direct and not even us get more money yeah. but just if there was if there had been more money for extra filming days or yeah. you know what i mean yeah. that you could have done like you could have gotten cooler locations and mm -hmm. just to make the thing better it's not even about like the cash in your hand you know what i mean yeah but even if like say the scheme that they did for tubs of you know getting a sponsor and that sponsor is directly paying essentially the top up yeah you know, to have something like that directly for oh, you know uh, to have something like that that was directly for the show to get like a sponsor or like one of the you know marketing execs yeah to get something for this show that has you know the biggest irish comedy sketch talents you know like that's that's not like if they're going to do a scheme for tubs they could have done a scheme for the show and had you guys better paid you know yeah. i mean I, I don't think you know you guys like this is, goes completely against their whole defense of of you know well we don't want we want to keep tubs here like what about the actual future of irish comedy which was on that show you know there was mm. no investment you know no. in, in that. i don't want to talk back because i wasn't in it and i don't want to be one of these like well you know oh no i, 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 fucking, I told you so and the ship. but like they did they did they did jet they were like and it was very nice they were like look this is the budget just let you know yeah you know and they and they were you know comfortable uh, they were apologetic about it but they were like this is just what we have for additional yeah, this bits. Is what and we would with. love to have you in and they were very nice and had a lovely meeting with them and everything you know yeah but um it was just it seemed like more work than 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 than, than worth you know yeah but it is very frustrating it's just like they're if they're able to do schemes for some and not everyone and you know but do you think tubs will ever work again <laughs> well we won't walk into rte again i think he's done mm. i think the book will do well right he's got I a book coming out I'd say he does, yeah. <laughs> wouldn't you? <laughs> yeah, of course. Yeah, <laughs> I think if he's willing to talk in the book, but I do, I do think that um, it is. Uh, uh, what would I say? I do think the person who I want to ask more questions with or whatever would be like his agent. Yeah, because I would understand maybe that like. He wouldn't have full knowledge no, or and, whatever. And, and I, I, I would wager RT were fairly strong armed. I reckon they were probably given some ultimatum to to, to do something yeah. that is so out. You know, if they're like, well, look, no, 
you know, we're, we're not going to take the pay cut. Yeah. And if everyone else has taken the pay cut, there is no money to pull from that at the time, at least. You know, yeah. So I don't, I think he's kind in a way, obviously it's, you know, it is one of those things you're, you're responsible, you are responsible for it, but I feel like it's more Orchi and his, yeah. his agent perhaps. I mean, to be perfectly honest, like I could see it, <laughs> I could see it happening. Like, mm. and it's so not, ins- I'm, it, I'm sure like, like if I was in that situation, you know, and it was just like, you know, look, we, we're we're going to do this and we're going to have a sponsor brought in, you know. And the agent was like, I think you deserve more, you know. Mm. I mean, I probably would take the pay cut if everyone else is taking the pay cut. Yeah, I mean? yeah. Everyone is taking the pay cut and the amount of money that it was, you know. But if the agent's like, no, don't worry, you don't have to take a pay cut. You don't know what those kind of conversations are like. I can see how yeah. an email that's like, oh, well, this seems like it solves all my problems and I don't have to do anything and I don't have to take a pay cut, you know. Yeah. I can see how that can happen. Rather than the story now, which is taking food out of babies' mouths and freelancers on zero hour yeah, contracts, yeah, and but I that think, is something that has to be considered as well. And I think if it had ha- if this had happened, I think the timing of it's really bad. So I think like if it had happened during Celtic Tiger, yeah, I think people would have just like almost laughed it off. Yeah, just like <laughs> all that. But I think now people are like, no, like cost of living is insane. Hundred percent. Um. But you know what? And I don't mean to. I don't. We're mean to, annoyed. I don't We're mean pissed to off. cast too much shade on the on on some of the the RT presenters. But I also heard someone saying, you know, look, I think the reason why the public are so angry is because the average wage in Ireland at the moment is forty nine thousand. You know, mm. so they see these ima- massive amounts of money, and they're like, well, that's hugely different from where I am. I think that the public are also annoyed to be like, well, you weren't worth that. <laughs> you weren't worth the pay cut. Yeah. And you were certainly not worth the, the jump. And then everyone's kind of been coming out with their pay. And I'm like, this, I know what you're doing here. And you're probably seeing, you know, they're acting like, like Ray Darcy revealing his wage, you know, to be like, yeah. well, this is, you know, what I was paid, you know, it's probably like, look, I'm, I'm one of you. It's, it's, it's not a good, it's not good for anyone. It's not a good, no. it does, it looks like too much money. And I think it's also that people are like, I don't think, I don't think you're worth that. And is is forty nine the average? Is it forty nine is apparently the average? Yeah, I feel like that sounds high. I it does sound high. Yeah, yeah. I probably like, but it's. I suppose the, if you take the average, okay, the average in a huge way. I'd yeah, say, yeah, I'd yeah. Say, yeah, I'd, I'd actually like to know maybe the millions of people who are on maybe yes under thirty. You know, yeah, or, yeah, or the the hundreds of thousands yeah. that are under thirty. You know. Or under twenty five, probably. I'm just you know. thinking of all the jobs of. Over- oh, sorry, back to the forty nine. What's that? <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah. It's yeah. Kenda. I can um, remember getting a job and it was like it was sixteen sixteen grand sixteen grand a year and like a sales job I was in and there was oh, yeah. no commission and I was fucking like you know and there was no commission and there was no commission Christ but like I was paying like maybe three hundred pound okay rent or something yeah like that. you know but I could still. get Brianna. but I was just like I was so delighted just to have like a you know. Um, uh, yeah, and I know there's probably people on less than that who are probably like, you know, that's yeah, we, you can't get it right. Get but it right. I, sure, I changed jobs so many times. I mean, I, I was doing it to myself. You must have like I mean? fucking nine million emergency taxes. <laughs> you must have always been getting the emergency tax, chasing back the emergency tax. You must had like it was like three birthdays a year getting your emergency tax back. <laughs> Big chunk of change. Like, yeah. what's this? Yeah, look at this. It's an emergency. <laughs> <laughs> she might be out of here real quick. We need to get it while we can. And at one stage, you're like, oh, this is great. My CV looks real full. And then it's getting to the point where you're like, no, this looks, we're going to have to drop know, some of these yeah, jobs. Yeah, this yeah. looks. <laughs> we'll see if we're like, wow, this is a real fucking explorer here. Yeah. But, um, Two pages. No, I think people are, 
I totally get people being pissed off with Orgy. Yeah. I'm pissed off, you know. I suppose it's different when you're thinking about like uh, you've had de- like dealings or interactions with the organization mm-hmm. and it's not, you're not talking about it from like purely. Because I think it's like if you've if you've done like if you've worked for them or you've done bits, you've it's obviously uh, it's biased whatever way. Mm. But if it's if your relationship with RT is just watching your TV and listening to your radio mm. and you're pissed off about all that, like, uh, yeah, I totally get it. I mean, like and it's, it's just a, it's it a, just a, money, a, con- like. a constant thing, doesn't it? It's yeah. not just like a once off and everyone's like, oh, my God, absolutely shocked. Everyone's just like, oh, well, yeah. Well, I think what's happened as well is it's kind of like it's kind of like RTE have been kind of like cancelled and like yeah. all the kind of bad will or whatever the kind of grievances people have have been all kind of warped into the, you know. I think, yes. I think. I wouldn't say people are happy, but I think people are are, are satisfied to see criticism. But he's almost, you know? but he's almost the scapegoat now, in a way. He is, a bit isn't of a scapegoat. he? I mean, it's, like you said, it, it's all been kind of bundled into this now. But how does it not begin and end with D Forbes? I mean, even just for her having to, if it was something like a scheme that was brought to her desk, yeah, she would have had to okay that. She would have had to see when the figures are going out, what she's presenting, how the figures are. Like, I mean, she would have had to oversee all of that happening, you know. Yeah. And then the fact she's, you know, as of this week. A bit, she's a bit sick, so she can't make the Oroctus. She's got a doctor's note. She can't make the, you know, Oroctus committee better. But anyway, look, let's talk about some fun things. There's some fun yeah. questions for you. Oh, okay. It's exciting. Okay, I got some really fun questions, and I won't mm-hmm. keep you too long. No, you're grand. I was just checking the time. Okay, grand. But I've nowhere to be. Really? Well, no. I mean, the kids are in school. Yeah, they're in school. Unreal. Yeah. Yeah. They're finishing up tomorrow. I'm do you know what they did well. today? I'm actually raging about this. There's a camp in the school, and I said they did did it last year, and they enjoyed it. Like, and mm. I said, well, let, when you get the note about the camp, like, give it to me. The two of them had uh, basically decided together they didn't want to do the camp, that they just wanted to stay home, and, like, mm. be on the switch and watching telly. Mm. So they kept the note about the summer camp from me. That's very clever. That's very clever. Smoking costumes this morning. Did you? Don't you be crying at your weird mix now. I was so annoyed. So it's when they, it's when they get together and do this stuff. Yeah. And they get. Who do you stung. think was the main schemer? I think Joe. He's ten. Mm. He's just. And they did. They did it last year, and they enjoyed it. But I said, "Did you find out about the summer camp yet?" And he was like, oh, "I think there's something different doing a, like a different teacher in the school." I was like, right. Yeah. Grant, that's fine. Yeah. And I was like, I was starting to. He gave me the clue. Then I was like, Oh, he doesn't. He's thinking of. Oh, very good. Dropping out of this now. Yeah, yeah. Are you going to get them in? Oh, I'm going to get them in. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They're going in now. Um. All right. Got some quick questions. For oh you. yeah. Um. Exciting. What is the craziest slash maddest thing you've ever witnessed, either at a disco or a wedding? <sighs> disco or a wedding? Oh, I'd say probably disco. It's already just been like people riding and all that kind of thing (laughs) i would say at a wedding probably the craziest thing i saw was it was the groom's second time being married Mm. and the best man and the groom's man did speeches really really long speeches and they referred to the ex-wife so many times it was insane it was i think that's probably the and like the craziest thing yeah I like so I don't obviously want to go into all that but it was just like they had met each other at that time so all their me- all their like kind of core memories as mates mm. 
was when he was married to this ex. Yeah. It's not great. And long speeches. Like, oh, not, you know what I mean? Long speeches. See, my we had speeches at our wedding and my wife was like, oh, I want to cap these at three minutes. You know, oh, all yeah. I capped the speeches at three minutes ahead. And I was very against that because I, I actually, I love all wedding speeches and I, oh, and I, I, and I feel like yeah. people should endure the long ones because yeah. I feel like this is the literally once in a lifetime opportunity for sometimes to even say an emotion you yes. know, to, the, to the rest of the family, which I find very important. Yeah, no, I'm the same. I love, I love the speeches. Yeah, and I buy into it. I'm like, <laughs> like well, a well, I do. Yeah. I sit in a little fucking piece of shit. Yeah. yeah, I go up to the person after, and I think it's a big deal mm. that I go up and tell them. I thought that was great. Is it anyone gives a shit? Gives a shit. Yeah. Yeah. But that's how I insert myself into that. <laughs> <laughs> kind of with me, actually. Um, have you had any weird supernatural experiences? Any ghosties? No, I wish I had, though. I did have this great memory from when I was a kid. I was really into the fairies when I was a kid. Oh, unreal, yeah. I had, like, correspondence with them. They used to leave me letters. I used to write letters back. Unreal. Loved it. Yeah. I loved it, loved it, loved it. So when I was about five, there was this memory that the fairies were outside the bedroom window and they were all, fl- fl- like, fluttering around. And it was amazing. And then... It wasn't until like a long, t- like many, many years later that I caught that it was fucking maths. Like it suit me to argue for you in time. Was it one of those things? So I like... wanted it to be, I think I believed for so long because I wanted it to be true and it was so magical. But I would be told, I've never, I'm forcing like I've never, I've never, I've done like the Ouija board though. I'd be, would have been a big fan of the Ouija yeah. board. I love a bit of that. But I've never, unfortunately, ever seen a ghost or a UFO or anything like that. Oh, you'd be open to? I'd love it. You know, yeah, you, yeah, you wouldn't immediately yeah. be like, that's all bullshit. I, no. Do you know what? There's a part of me that really was like believing in that stuff. I yeah. aim the things, you know, when people go into the haunted houses at night. Yeah. I'm just like, please do that. Please do that. Yeah, man, please do that. Fuck. <laughs> I remember watching one of those Derek Picora shows and he went in somewhere and he was all like oh there's a woman she's got bees and there's all these bees on her head and there's like bees on her beard and bees coming out of her mouth it's going to find a lot of bees it was it up. I do watch as well I get uh, sucked into the psychics on uh, TikTok and stuff yeah oh, there's a lot of tarot man. there's a lot of tarot oh, well, and, and there's this seat, the seatbelt psychic where people oh, no. get into the back of his car. I'm sure it's like a TV show, but I just watch snippets of it. And from what I can gather, he seems he seems to get it every time. He seems to be amazing. Obviously, I don't know how it's edited or what information yet, but I'm totally, yeah. I'm in that like 100%. Yeah. yeah. You know, is that, is that what's, in, is as your interest in kind of uh, clairvoyance inspired your magic magic? I think so. Or like even like my, my fetish, I would say if either like, you know, they're like, who out of us would be most likely to join a cult? She's like, yeah. oh, hands, 100% it would be you. Yeah. Like, the you have that thing where you still want to, like, believe and stuff. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah, me too. I would definitely, like, I like, I, like, if someone is, like, I'm just so easily impressed by people who seem to have confidence. Yeah. That, like, even if there's someone who's maybe, like, you know, an inch taller than me and they seem to have confidence, I'm just like, I laugh before they finish the sentence. I'm like, ha, 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 ha. I don't know what it is. I just want to be held by people all the time. Yeah. It's yeah. the confidence thing, isn't it? What's the best Halloween costume you ever dressed up as as a kid? Ooh. I'll include costumes you maybe made for your own kids if there's something that's better. 
Okay, let me think now. Oh, well, yeah, I'd say my, as a kid, I used to have to say, I used to dress up as a, a lady for years. For lady. Years. A lady. What's that mean? <laughs> a lady. Did you ever watch? I want to be a lady for a lady. For what? Where's the comment? Yeah, yeah, I've seen clips of it. Yeah. And like the Aunt Sally, a lady would be like like a hat, yeah. a shawl, like a yeah. long dress. But it was basically, I would get to wear makeup. So I was like, I'd be a lady. And then uh, I did that for a few years and then I completely flipped switch on that all or whatever. And I dressed up as a soldier. Oh, nice. And I went around the estate. That was interesting. And people thought I was my brother. Then I saw a photograph of it recently. Yeah. And for some reason, I'm completely in blackface. But oh my. <laughs> soldier. Better salute to soldier. Now when you look back at it, it looks... Did she take a balaclama on you? No, no, she didn't. No, I think, no, she put like... She wouldn't have... The G.I. Joe kind of like... Yeah, but it was like, yeah. it was very bronze. So it was kind of, I think I shared online, they were like, which dictator are you? Like, it was just like, yeah. it was very fun. I think the best one for my kids, one year I remember Ella was a spider. And it was really like, do you know that thing of The Simpsons when is marriage working and Lisa, Lisa dresses up as a yeah, state? Florida. Yeah, it's Florida. Yeah. Florida. Yeah. Like, that was made of like tight and stuff. But she was happy out. Yeah, yeah. She did it together. Yeah. Or love it as she went to school. And everyone was like fucking princesses, like Cinderella and everything. And she's coming in this big black spider. But she said, did you have that thing with the arms and they were hanging off the one arm? Yeah, yeah that's great. But then everyone was like, oh, that's cool. Because I think nobody made their costume. Oh, actually, and a fair shout out to my mom. She was great at costumes. She had me, I was dressed up before as she would make things for plays and stuff. I was like the queen of her. Oh, we had a, oh yeah. We had a fancy dress costume in school, right? And I dressed up as the Queen of Hearts. And she had, she had thought out the whole playing card. And like, you know, had straps. And I had that same on the other side. And she'd built these like uh, support straps because like, I was going to wreck your shoulders and whatever. Unreal. This big old thing. And then a girl in my class forgot about it. She got a balloon, threw her face on it. Stuck her head in a jumper and had the balloon and she fucking won. Fuck. Fucking Jennifer Ross, I was fucking raging at you. We were just calling it over. So she was just going to rest the first and second Yeah, yeah, yeah. But so my mom now in front she's real artsy. I think I'm what just... She, what did she do? She was a nurse, but I think like she, if she'd had her choice now, she definitely would have gotten into art and she'd be much more like, much better artistically that I would be and she's much more of a like perfectionist and precision yeah exactly she likes like she'd be good at like sewing and I'd if I was sewing I'd be like Grant I need to like move on to whatever the next thing is but she has much more like persistence with things like yeah I'd love to see like an alternate reality where like all the mams who just got into a job but had a different passion like what the oh yeah Yeah. because she said she wanted to do art in school and she put it as her choice, but I think it was only her and one other girl. So they're like, well, no. Yeah. So that was the end of that. Yeah. So 
I think she could have been really, yeah, she would like costume design or like she does paint now. And she got into a bush. Yeah. Yeah. See, my, my mom like has always just worked in shops and she's very good at that. She's, you know, very personable, yeah. worked in retail and news agents and that kind of thing. But like since, since there have been video players, she's always just known how to do a video player. She's always really good with phones, very technically gifted, yes. you know. Like, I remember one time we went on holidays and she literally had set on the video player to record an episode of X-Men that would be starting and then end in a certain time. And when I came out, Long Plague as well on the oh, VHS. Wow. Yeah. And I remember coming back and there was like 30 episodes recorded that had just come on. And she'd, I'm like, and this is a weird, like a thing just had like three buttons and she's able to figure all that out. You know, I feel like there's an ultra reality where she like is some sort of like NASA engineer. You know? Yeah. You know? um, all right, I've got more, the two more questions. That's really interesting. Okay, that's really interesting about your mum. Oh, she's very good at that. She's very good at all that kind of. She always goes over to like her sisters to like set that up. If there's an app that has to be set up, if there's flights have to be booked, she's the very person. Yes, is it funny how they like they set up the apps and they book the flights? Yeah, yeah. Did you all? What's that all about? It's funny how they. Yeah, my my. She's also very good at Tetris. Like I remember, like yeah, when uh, my brother got a Game Boy, like he had to pry it in my mouth hands with Tetris. She had white knuckled fucking. You know, smoking their their uh, Carol's cakes. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Carolyn. Carolyn. I love you say your Yeah, <laughs> you should do that. I'm not a cigarette though. I know you do a lot of podcasts at the moment, but you should really do a, a fag kind of a review show. You know, where you're just like maybe on reviews. Yeah, or if anyone has any old fags from the nineties. <laughs> Maybe they found. It's so long since I've actually had a cigarette now. I family would clamp. Yeah, yeah. I it don't took, crave them now. It took me a while. Like when I started like doing little disposable vapes. Yeah. I felt like it was my first cigarette. I felt sick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why? And it, like it's so stupid, isn't it? And you're like, I gotta push past this. I'll figure this out, don't you? Yeah, worry. exactly. I figure it out. Yeah. Um, That's what is something that you don't like that everyone else do- does like that you'd actually like to make illegal? So it, many things. It could be Anne, like even me yeah. a TV show. You're a wild for all, you know. Let me think now. Um, so remember loads that you're like, oh, I actually don't like that. I want to get rid of that. Like, the, well, the, the thing that would, springs to mind is like, gah. Yeah. I've no interest in gah. <laughs> up the whatever, up the, um, the town. Yeah, the vanity. Oh, things, me. I'm playing, I'm playing county or whatever to Johnny. I don't know what that means. Yeah, I don't know what I mean. But when the Dubs were winning, I was there. <laughs> I was there. Yes. My man gets tickets. Oh, but, uh, I'm no interested. Yeah. See, because now I don't think I would have ever gotten into what they used to do thing in our school where the football was at the same time as the gas. Yeah. So it's like, oh, you're either doing one or the other. I was that's like, what? Stupid. I'm going to do football because that's what we would play down the road. Yeah. The gas. No, not a big fan of Like, what would I make illegal? I love the idea. Just, you should be like, yeah, gas. Just make it, make it illegal. You're so, I remember, I you said something before, uh, when you've you've said it a few times, where you've actually even said, like, that you love bad gigs, that you actually just yeah, love yeah, sometimes, yeah. sometimes, yeah, like, yeah. not that you want to bring on a heckler or whatever like that, but if they're not feeling it, you're also, you, you fucking love it, and you're just like, oh, well, this is what this is now. Do you know what, it's so, um, I love it, and I think there's something as well, that, like, the people, I think as well what it is, is the people that you're on with, when you have a bad gig together, there's no, like, it's such a, a bonding experience. Yeah. So like, I feel like Mar- I would always feel like Martin is like a comedy cousin mm. because we started at the same time. Well, we have so many memories of so many bad gigs. Yes. So yeah. I think there's something like it just makes me feel comfortable sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. 
because when I started like oh my god there was gigs in like the badass cafe I was a regular created in the badass like so much oh so many so I think it's just I I feel like oh I know what to do yeah what's your yeah. top what's your top tips for navigating the bad gig this is exclusively just for me a uh, bad gig for, for coming away with it with some sort of enjoyment I think what it is is like that you have to create a, an atmosphere of like that you're aware of what's going on mm-hmm. and you let everybody in so basically you say if it's a bad gig and there's no one there I would never and this is only over time I maybe or I'd see other comedians do it give out about like oh there's only fucking 15 of us here don't give out to those people because they're he- they're here and yeah. it's not their fault yeah so now it's a case of like we're all in this together and I suppose it's about that's probably when I started doing crowd work and chatting to people and stuff. But I feel like if you're, uh, if you allow them to get an insight into your, what's happening in your mind at that moment, yeah. then it does make it more enjoyable. And then I feel like you're not faced, this might sound cheesy, but I feel like you're not alone on the stage, that you're all in in it together that's what I like about a shit gig in a way if I can get to that sometimes you can't get to that point but I think when I started out I used to say no matter what was going on in the audience I would just go up and I'd be like I'm doing these jokes and that's what I'm going to tell and that's what's happening whereas I think when I got as I got more experienced I'd be like no I'll just wait and see what it's like so I'm kind of like uh more open to like reading them and say, seeing what's going on with them. I think that's what thinking is. So you would have that, so you wouldn't have a set list going there or you would? No, no. A lot of the time I wouldn't. Uh, I'd have a, I'd have an idea of what I'm going to do, but I might, depend on the gig now. Say like at the moment I'm trying to get new stuff. So I'd have an idea where I want to start and what I can finish up on when my time's run up. I want to keep it like loosey enough that I can maybe find something. Mm. But so are you literally going up on stage with a kind of idea about what you find funny, and you're just trying to explain that idea, or would you have had this written out already, which for your newer material? Newer material. Uh, sometimes I'd have like the bullet points out, and then I would add all the bits where I was like, and I still haven't figured it out, but I knew I had something funny about texts from your mom. And I haven't found the punchline, but I or what that is, but I keep like saying it because I'm like I feel like if I I will find it, but I feel like it's one of those that I'll only find on stage for some reason, whatever it is. But it depends. Sometimes I find like some jokes I'll get them in my head and they're done, and then other ones, like I have one at the moment that I'm trying to work out, like about the school WhatsApp groups. And I thought I had it there the other night and then I did it again and I fucking tanked. I was like, oh, for fuck's sake. I was like, I had to go. But sometimes those jokes, I find that I have to uh, pay over and it being better than the ones that come quicker. Yeah. Uh, I don't know, like that I have to like try and work out what the punchline is. But um, uh, yeah, I feel like it's, I don't have like a solid thing that I do. It just depends on the joke. This is probably... See, I love talking about this. See, I love talking about this as well. Yeah. So, it's all right. This is towards the end of the podcast. Yeah. We can talk a bit of shop. But I used to be uh, I used to be much more rigid when I started and I used to be much more deadpan. Mm-hmm. But I think that when I got confidence about uh, being just being on stage, 
and whatever and that I had enough material then I could like do snow and I feel like I probably am still quite deadpan or I'm naturally like would lean towards sarcasm as a person I feel like the me on stage now is much closer to me than maybe when I started a little bit or whatever yeah. and I used to be yeah I'd, I I find myself I think it happened after lockdown I stopped like I used to always write down my set list before every gig and I feel like I just at some point I just kind of stopped doing that I would still write it down but I some nights I would draw her yeah. do, you, do you find that that makes you a bit freer to be present yeah 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 that's that's I think that's what it is because some I think what was help what happened me sometimes is I'd be too in my head to say I might be starting a joke and then I might be like oh I should fucking forgetting the bit before this now and I'm like in my own head about this which could still happen but I, it's not as big of a thing now or now I would probably say oh I should forget that part of it now I know yeah, it's like yeah. it was that back end and kind of enjoy it. Yeah. Rather than back in the day, I would have been just like, la, 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 la. Yeah. so I feel like I've made um more a part of it. Yeah. That I used to feel like it was real. Like if I'm on the stage and they're out there and mm. there still is that separation, but I hope that we're more all in it together. Yeah. That that's why I enjoy it more now. I still I still feel like I need to have the definite skeleton, whether I do it or not, ninety percent of the time I I do. But yeah. I might still have a bit more fun and talk to the crowd a little bit more, a little bit more now. Um, you know, but I still feel like I need to have. I've just done it so many times where I've thought I'm gonna go out there and just kind of wing it today. Yeah, yeah. And it's and it's not exactly worked. <laughs> not Was that so? Yeah. So I do that thing. I won't have enough material. So I say like the show is an hour and ten minutes. No matter what happens like if the crowd literally have no fucking reaction it is an hour and ten minutes but I will suss them out to see if there's any playing to be done and sometimes like that sometimes there's not so I'm just go okay I'll just go back how, into what I'm doing how do you find the, the best people to, to play with yeah it's a tricky one isn't it because I used to it took me a while to get it because I used to do this thing as well I, was, I thought it was just me being fun we used to this thing where I'd ask somebody something in the audience and I'd get kind of aggressive with them. Yeah. And I think I'm just having fun. Yeah. But then I'm like, no, Emma, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah. Then I went through a period of picking the mouth person. Mm. Don't want the mouth person. You want someone who's in the, in the middle that is okay about, you know, it's kind of the friend that will go, Okay, I'll go first then. If we need someone to go first, I'll yeah, go first. Yeah. But they're not like pushing people out of the way to go, I'm going to go first, I'm going to go first. Yeah. So. And they're not going to die when you speak into them. Yeah. Not, yeah, and you don't want them to die either because that's, you want them like just somewhere in the middle. Um. So, I don't know what it is. I just, I think I know now why, why I can just judge it. It's something that happens in my brain, but I used to be and pick out fuck, or if you'd see someone Oh, like I said, like you'd see someone going, oh, well, 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 and you're like, oh, I'll chat to them. Yeah. Big fucking agent. Oh, no. Because they, 90% of the time, don't actually say anything no. that could even be considered a sentence that doesn't no. make, that makes sense. It's just like a word. Just, they grab you and they drag you down and they call it a sack. Yeah, yeah. And you're yeah. going for your life. Yeah. And your folks, so. It took me a while to not 
to not talk to the, the mouth, especially if it's a mouthpiece at the front yeah. that no one can hear at the back, you know, and you're obviously you're having this conversation. You, yes. You've totally alienated the whole. Yeah, you were like, oh, what's going on there? Usually now I would, yeah, I'd have different things that I would do to like quieten them or just like not give them energy. And then, yeah, if I pick the person that's too quiet, I'd have stuff that I can do to like the back out of that and like, okay, I don't want to make you feel uncomfortable because, well, there's a certain level of uncomfortable that you want, but when you know, now this is just going to make everyone feel uncomfortable. Um, but I think it's something, it, I think it just happens in my brain at the time and it's just from, I'm, I mean, I'm essentially profiling, I'm t- that's what I'm doing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but you can sometimes just make a connection with someone where you're like, you're like, yes. they're looking at you in a kind of way where they're like, they're in, they're already, yes. they're already in a conversation with you. Yes. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. And yeah, they're normally the best. And it's so much, it's, it's so much fun when you get something uh, like from that. It's so much fun for everyone and for you. And I feel even like you can't recapture that. Like if you watch it back or whatever, like it's never, you mm. know. I mean, I don't know, like, this is the thing that we don't know about that, but um, the energy that that gives at the time. But then, like, I would still go out and do gigs and just, like, oh, I'll just, I'm going to do my set now. And you're, like, so it just depends. Yeah. Is stand up your favourite thing? Um, is stand up? It's, yeah, I don't know. But it's gosh, yeah. It's, yeah, I know. Yeah. So last week, yeah, last week I gigged Monday to Friday. So I haven't done that in a long wow. time because doing the tour. I was just doing my tour dates. I wasn't doing any other gigs. So it's the first time in a long time that I've done that. And I could go to all, all the gigs were all different. And some of them, like, I kind of, like myself, I'd say six out of ten, four out of ten. There was another one that was like, I'd say, uh, I'd say nine and a half out of ten. Like, nice. that was a proper yeah. fucking gig that we all had. But... Um, I do you know what I don't even. I think I'm just addicted to it at this point. Yeah, I feel like uh, it's um like my way of like being or whatever, and I don't understand being fall who don't do it or just do it like once and I'm 21. Yeah, and I have to like, I was especially like early days. I was like, what the fuck are you doing? What are you gonna do what? That once every three months, like this, <laughs> yeah. and now I'm like. No, people can do whatever they want to do yeah. about life. Some people don't need the fucking constant fix that you do. Well, they could um, probably do with it. It's definitely not going to hurt, you know. Um, I feel like when you, you start, though, if you are really into it, go, like, hit the ground running with it. And then you can take time out. I don't know, but, yeah, I used to get annoyed to this. But, yeah, no, I'm, uh, I did two gigs there and I'm doing my third one now, a year later. To see, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not got to do where you're just like fucking annoying me. Emma, you know, I could sit and talk to you all day. Would you, do you have any dates, any tour dates you would like to plug? Yeah. Yeah. Of the Vicar in September. Oh! Unreal, what date? 23rd. 23rd of September. Yeah. So Unreal. I just have a few, a few dates in September. Done the tour, but they said we'll wedge things in. Unreal. Paddy Power as well? Paddy Power, yeah. Yeah. Looking forward to that. Yeah, we're going out after. At least one of the days. Yeah. It's hard to know though because the last day wasn't great last day. The, the, the people were kind of tired by the last day. Yeah. I don't know if it's the first day 
then you don't want to be hungover for the rest of it. I know. So I think somewhere in the middle. You've got it. The night. Yeah. I always find it after that the, I missed the night night. And then I'm like, ah, oh, we're going to tonight as well. <laughs> you, you try to get it back up. Yeah. Well, no, but did you do yeah, tonight? Yeah, yeah. And then I was just like, oh. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I've gone, I'll be late. Bye. Yeah, yeah I can't wait to the kids at that age where it's just like, they're, they're where there's yeah. no childcare after they go down to, to sleep, you know. Oh, yeah, there's nothing there. Yeah. Ten and eight. It's just all fucking TikToks and vape. I've read fuck. Emma Dorn, thanks so much for being here. Thanks, man. Thank you. Thanks.